I saw this one comment. And it was like, you're bringing back reverse retro jerseys and stuff. Can we bring back old teams and bring back yeah. the 2011 Canucks? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I wish. Yeah, man. It's episode 128 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's just your boys today, Jevin and Hayden. Um, I guess you can call me your uh, your daddy now because I beat you this week in fantasy football. <laughs> Man, dude, my, my fantasy teams have been so underwhelming lately. I, I saw a stat today from about Lamar Jackson. So like, guess how many touchdowns he had in the first two weeks? I'm going to say, like, total touchdowns? Total. I'm going to say, like, nine. Mm, first two weeks, yeah. yeah. He had nine? Yeah, nine. Guess how many he's had since? Seven. Three. Wow. Yeah, he's been fucking me, man. But it's like, he's like a running back. You can't bench him. And then Alvin Kamara, I know we've bitched about it enough. Zero touchdowns. That's insane. Year. That's more insane to me than the Lamar Jackson one. Uh, well, honestly, yeah and no, because it's like Taysom Hill just fucking takes all no, of but, the Kamara stuff. No, but usually Kamara will have one. You'd think, right? Like the, and it's just there the stat has of, been... Oh, sorry. It's yeah, just the on. stat of having zero that's more surprising than the Lamar one. If like, yeah. if Kamara was like, yeah, Kamara only has three, and it's like, all right, well, like running backs can have like slow starts, but this is next level to a slow start. Like this is yeah. just, at this point, it's not even a slow start. It's just he's having a bad year. Yeah, well, he's not even having a bad year. Statistically, he's having his best rushing years, like as a New Orleans Saint. It's just no touchdowns. Like okay. every every week he's put up, 12 plus points for me on even non PPR leagues. Like he's that good, but he's just no touchdowns to capitalize it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like he got in the point for first down, he got me like 16. And then last week, he got me like 22. It's like add a touchdown on there, 16 goes to 22, 22 goes to 28. And it's like, holy fuck, man changes yeah. the whole outcome or the perspective that i see it but like i don't know i just think i shouldn't make any stupid bets like i thought or let me know how you think about this so you bet alvin Kamara to have let's just say 10 touchdowns this year what is the price of money that you would put on that that you're like rushing and receiving like is it like just in general, or is there like a lot? Yeah, like let's say you just made of... it. No, let's just say like you made a bet with me, like a friendly bet to me. Like, how much money would you be okay losing with? I'd probably make like a twenty dollar bet that he would, just because okay. I don't got a lot of money to lose. <laughs> See, I, that's fair. I made a fifty dollar bet with my dad, saying that he would get thirteen touchdowns, but if he misses seven games then it's not like a thing. So either I need his suspension to kick in or he needs to tear an AC. I'm kidding. I don't want uh-huh. him to do that. I don't want anything to happen. He's a great player. It's just I'm getting absolutely dogged with zero yeah. touchdowns. And then, 
Yeah, even in that league, like it's just tough, man. It's so tough. <laughs> yeah, you go into I... the week and you're like projected 140, you come out with like 99, you look at your actually no. I was the most efficient manager. So yeah. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> also, uh Andy Dalton getting me 40 points against you didn't Dude, help. if he had 20, I would have beat you. That's the <laughs> yeah. worst part. And the thing is, oh, you look God. at Andy Dalton's stat line without the points, mm-hmm. like three interceptions, four touchdowns. Like, it didn't look like a 40-point performance. Like a, it looked like a, how would 25 you say? 25-point, like, maybe. Like, it didn't even look that, like, amazing. Yeah. But I look, and I'm like, how does this equate to <laughs> 40 points? Some way, somehow, man. Yeah. That uh, doesn't really make any sense. I think the funniest part was I told Shaden, like, on Wednesday night and Thursday morning, I was like, honey, pick up Arizona's defense because Philly's not playing. I think it could be like an absolute defensive scrum, like yeah, 19 points scored for one team, 12 for another, something stupid. And I was like, that should at least equate to around, you know, a guaranteed eight or 10 points, you know, if there's yeah. sacks. And then, fuck, they were down to like four points because... They got a 51-yard touchdown score on them. It was 14 to to 6, and then just back-to-back picks with touchdowns. And I'm like, what the fuck? Didn't they finish with, like, 22 points or something? 21 points in the final three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. Kill me, dude. Absolutely kill me. That video of Dalton turning around. Walking away. And then Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, whoever it was, just diving into the end zone. Doing a front flip. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the best videos of all time. Yeah, it's a great video. But um, we're going to kind of continue the sadness from your team onto my team. But except we're going to switch it over to the ice before we (laughs) touch on the NFL. Because the Canucks. Our team. Because the Canucks are still winless. Um, we last week when we when we were recording with with Tanner, Tanner. it was during the Columbus game going into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right. Was it the Columbus one or was yeah? It was Columbus. It was Columbus. Yeah, because because Canucks played Mini on Thursday. Yeah. So we'll start there. Uh, we'll start at the Minnesota game. Okay. Uh. They did not blow a multi-goal lead, but they blew two goal, uh, two. They blew two leads. They were up two one, and they were up three two, and we lost in overtime. Uh, the defense looked abysmal, mm-hmm. and if we had to bring one positive out, positive out of this game, is that their fourth line looked great. Yes, uh, of Joshua, Amon, and Lazar, mm-hmm. they looked great. They were causing turnovers. They scored two out of our three goals. So it was it wasn't didn't really have high expectations going to this game because Minnesota is also bad, but like Canucks are worse than them right now. So it's like it wasn't going to be a really a great game from either side. But I was hoping at least we'd win that one. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But do you have anything to touch on for the Minnesota game? Uh I mean, I didn't really watch the Minnesota game considering my eyes were on another abysmal Thursday night game, but the highlights of it. Yeah, ah, man, it's so tough because you're like, oh, Minnesota is kind of in a 
bad place right now, but it's like Vancouver's in a worse place, and I don't understand why. I I mean, it's not just one answer, right? Like it's the defense, it's the coaching, it's the special teams. There's so many different answers to why we could be the way we are. But it's just frustrating, man. Like, how do you, how have we gone? What is it now? Seven games? And like, even if we're up, we're like, yeah, we're like the Falcons right now. (laughs) Yeah. Trust the process, bro. We'll, we'll fumble the bag one way or another. Yeah, any sort of goal we score, I don't get excited because I just know it's probably not going to mean anything. That's when, like, you're at an all-time low with your team is when you can't even be happy that your team's doing what they're supposed to do is score. Yeah. It's like, they can't do the other half of what they're supposed to do, and they can't defend shit. hmm But I want to go to, like, the probably the worst possible scenario any team could be in is... uh. Five games in, so you've went 0 and 5 on your road trip. You brought home two points out of a possible 10, leaving Minnesota. Terrible, terrible. Out of 10, you only get two and you don't get a win. Home opener, it, it has to go up from here, right? It has no. to. Uh, no, it doesn't. Canucks lose 5 1 to Buffalo, who give Buffalo credit, they've done more than um, overachieve or even not even overachieve, just kind of continue on a promising end of last year. They are playing very well. So you got to give them credit. They're not the old Buffalo Sabres where it was like basically an easy W every night. They're a lot more competitive. The young guys are developing at a very promising pace. So I knew it would be a tougher game than past years we've played Buffalo. It wasn't a guaranteed win, but I thought we'd play better. Hayden, when I tell you that I've had decent luck, because I was at the game, mm-hmm. I've had decent luck when I've gone to Canucks games. Florida was at the top of the league, and we beat them like 7-2. Like, I, I've been, I've had my, obviously I've been to... Last year we lost a close game against Colorado, yeah. 3-2. Like, obviously, even if they lose, they've been competitive. Right, mm-hmm. like the games have been entertaining. We, if anything, we're the team coming back to win or at least make it close. We lost five one tonight, and when I tell you that, it was just one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen Vancouver play is an understatement. Oh yeah! At no point in the game did they even look like. I guess. There was just parts of the games where they weren't even trying to like develop anything. They were only dumping and chasing and playing defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. And even when I was watching the game last night, I'm gonna kind of relate to this last night because I don't know how many times I counted a dump and chase or a drop back like ten feet away from the blue line. It's like whoever has the puck. Just take it into the zone, man. Yeah. Like, don't leave it. You're you're so predictable, you know? You're not changing it up at all. It's just, and I know that's mostly on coaching because if you don't do what they say, like, to do, they're going to get pissed. But it's like, we can't, are we insane? Like, the definition of insanity is doing something more than once and expecting a different outcome. 
there's no different outcome to this. You know, like we get up on amazing shots from our players and then we just fall apart. Yeah. And it's frustrating. And let me ask you one question. Did you see the fans who threw their jerseys on the ice? I didn't see the fans exactly, but I just saw each jersey thrown on like after the fan. Yeah. So three jerseys were thrown on the ice. I think, and... I think it was five totaled at the end. I only counted three, but uh, I heard on the radio it was five. But oh, then obviously that, you were there. Then, but also I mustn't. I could have easily missed two. Yeah. But I knew it was like around three. So like, um. But I heard from sources that it was three jerseys. I thought I may have counted four, but now apparently it's five. It was three to Who five knows? jerseys thrown on the <laughs> ice. But if you get, even get one jersey thrown on the ice, you know it's bad and this is the first game in vancouver this year and five jerseys are thrown on the ice like jt miller is saying um like if they want to throw their shit onto the ice they can do whatever they want basically mm-hmm. basically doubling down on that like jt miller's not doing anything wrong and like they're going to try and play in the best they are but if this is the best they're playing then it's like wow like just give us a top five chance at the lottery now yeah this is the best we're playing Bo Horvat took accountability. He's like, they have every right to be booing and throwing their jerseys on the ice and stuff like that. It's just like, we we have to play better. Like, he's mm-hmm. taking a lot more accountability where JT Miller is kind of being stubborn right now. Yeah. But I do want to say, because, like, other fans are making this fan base look terrible because, like, JT Miller, he's doing family stuff. He's not always at the rink doing whatever. He's at the pumpkin patch with his family and his kid. Yeah, I heard and he fans, got heckled. And fans are harassing him at the pumpkin patch when he's on his day off with his family. Like, Man. how despicable and embarrassing is that? It like yeah. is that it's it's terrible. Like, I want to let everyone know that not all Canucks fans are like that. Booing, I think every fan has the right to if you're disappointed with your team's performance because they mu- they they're in their in front of their home crowd, they have to be playing better. But to go at them in public areas when they're trying to just live their life, they're people too, man. Let oh them, yeah. Let them get away from the game. Maybe this maybe some quiet time instead of hearing nothing but shit from your fans will help them play better. They don't need to be constantly reminded how bad they're playing. They're 05 and 2. They better know how bad they're playing. You don't have to do it when they're with their kids. Like this yeah. is a this is stuff that parents and kids cherish is um like time get into any sort of holiday spirit. Like kids love the pumpkin patch. They want to go on hay rides. They want to do mazes, but if you're trying to enjoy your time and your dad's getting harassed by fans and stuff like that. How is that enjoyable for anyone? Well, it's, it's kind of like, like what if it was, you know, just like any regular Joe working a job and it's like, you fucked up. Like, let's say for me, I fucked up on a cabinet and I have a family and just some random person. I don't even know comes out and says, you're fucking shit at making cabinets. I'm like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) You know, like, back away and it's absolutely miserable how miserable of a person do you have to be to go out and terrorize someone basically on their own time like these people bring you enjoyment for a reason and yeah you pay you pay valuable money to go and watch these people play 
but you don't have to. It's, you don't yeah. have to pay for like cable. You don't have to pay for a jersey. You can just be a fan. Like I'm I'm frustrated, but I haven't bought a jersey. I did buy some tickets to go see the Canucks uh, last year, but like I'm not going to throw a hissy fit over it and yeah, I like if I ever even got the chance to see like like when I saw Lucky Whitehead, you know, yeah. like out on the pier one day. And the, I don't even know how the Lions were going to turn out this year. But it's like, I wouldn't have called him out in front of his, like, whoever he was with and been like, you're fucking shit, man. Yeah. Like, how much of a loser do you have to be? Oh, that's that's terrible. Yeah. So, like, no matter what, how bad your team's playing, whatever, Mr. Joe Schmo, whoever you are, you have no right to be terrorizing any athlete because. They're at least in the position to play in the NHL, and you're only good enough to cheer for a team. So you better just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It's 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 terrible seeing players like JT Miller have to go through this. Doesn't matter how good or bad he's playing. No player deserves to do that or go through that. So JT Miller, trust me. I know you're not listening to this, but <laughs> no one, not the the entire city is not like that. So <laughs> hashtag not all fans, <laughs> not all fans. But I I do want to get to a positive part. Well, like Canucks, they did uh, not have Hughes. He's on the injury. He's on injury reserve now. He's going to be week to week. Uh, Jack Rathbone, he looked fan fucking tastic. Yeah, and compared Kyle to last Burrows, year. Too. But just like I want to talk about Jack Rathbone because okay. last year he was a player who was constantly up and down the lineup. He never really got a surefire chance at the NHL level. And he kind of looked like whenever he was playing, he was playing on eggshells like, or walking on eggshells. He didn't really feel comfortable. Now it's just like he looks unfucking believable. He's getting up into the play. He's recovering on defense. Yeah, he's having a few mental lapses, turning it over when he shouldn't, making some bad passes. But like, he is playing so much more confident and I'm willing to see a couple mistakes out of him, but he just looks so much better and he's filling in as that power play quarterback offensive defenseman that like he was supposed to be like, not really like this in between like high, like not being able to do what he can on offense and being very scared on defense. He's much more confident at both ends. So it's, Really incredible to see. And I mean, someone who basically looks exactly like Jack Rathbone, Rasmus Dallin. He is leading the Norris right now by far. He has eight points in five games. He's scored in every single game. He's on a five-game goal streak right now. So he looks like an absolute stallion. Um, And that's all really got for the Buffalo game. Hopefully things would be better, but I think I know I preached how bad that game was, but at least they had a lot more scoring chances than what they had against Carolina, which is what we'll go to now. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose three two in regulation, but what pisses me off the most, Hayden, and you alluded to it last episode, their third period. They have now been outscored. I don't know if you heard this. 17 to 2 in the mm. third period this year. It was 17 to 1 prior to the JT Miller goal. 
Yep. 17 to 2 in the third period alone. We were tied 1-1, playing a decent game going into the third period. And then in they score two goals in 36 seconds. Yeah, that was that was fucking crazy. And two of the worst fucking goals I've ever seen in my life. Demko mm-hmm. loses it in his pad, twist, comes out, Aho, open net, whatever. Fucking so dumb. And then the other one, a guy redirects it off his skate where Demko has no fucking chance yeah. at it. Was that not like a kick in? It he you, lifted his skate, man. It looked pretty sus, but I guess there was no distinct kicking motion, and he ought to have enough to overturn uh. the call on the ice. It's very, it's very ref's discretion. Oh yeah, um, which is it's a very subjective, very subjective because um, call, I, I can't unless wait. it's so blatantly obvious where it's clearly objective, but like. It's very, I don't, if the ref doesn't think he kicked it, then. I cannot wait for the next, like, questionable kick-in one where the player's not even looking down at the puck and it goes in off the skate, but it gets called for a no goal. It's like, do these refs not console with each other and talk about what they think should be a goal and what isn't? Like, that one, I I told Shaden right away when I was watching it on my phone. I'm like, yeah, that's a kick-in motion. Like, he lifted his skate. He was looking at it the whole way. Like, there was intent to kick it, I felt like. And it was a clean yeah. goal. It was... And no challenge from Boudreaux. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about this one. <laughs> it was very... I was looking at it, and I was like... Like, I think it was more of a redirect than a kick. And you can intentionally try to redirect a puck. It just You can't have the kick in motion to obviously kick it in. Mm-hmm. you can like put your foot in a spot to redirect it in that's allowed and that's what he yeah did. but it also looked like he accidentally kind of moved his skate towards the net in a certain yeah. way that kind of made it look like a kicking motion i'm very 50 50 on it i understand it staying as a goal like i totally get it that's fine because it was 50 50 if the call on the ice was a goal, you need enough evidence to overturn it, and clearly there wasn't enough. So, do I have something, or are you just doing it to you? No, own? no, I was Uh-oh. itchy. Oh, yeah. I thought you were trying to nudge <laughs> something my way. But, yeah, that is exactly what losses the game, clearly, because we lost 3-2. But you can't be fucking giving up two goals in 36 seconds on home ice to a team like Carolina, who is very well-built defensively. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? What is it with you guys after the second intermission where you guys just come out lollygagging and you give up two goals in 36 seconds? I guess two goals and a half. But like by the time (laughs) it's 17 and a half or 18 and a half minutes left in the third period, you're all of a sudden down by two goals. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing here? No, I also love when John Shorthouse, after the first goal, he, he just makes a comment. He's like, all right, now what you need to do is you need to, like, settle it down. You know, it was a rough start to the third period. And before you could even finish, boom, a, a, the second goal is scored. And it's like, huh, yeah. And then they cut to the Sedins, and he's like, now here's the two people that you'd want on the ice yeah. right after something like this. And it's like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> we know who we'd want on the ice right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Man, we also like man. to have that twenty like ten roster back kicking ass. Okay, like come on, man. Yeah, it's it's so brutal. It's so frustrating. 
<laughs> I saw this one comment. And it was like, you're bringing back reverse retro jerseys and stuff. Can we bring back old teams and bring back yeah. the 2011 Canucks? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I wish. Yeah, man. I wish. I think, but... I think my one biggest positive from like the week slate of games that the Canucks have had, Bo Horvat is looking fucking amazing and i know people are dogging on him because you know he's the captain he should take some uh responsibility i think he is i think he's taking responsibility and like you said even in the presser you know he's he's saying like they have a right to uh boo and all that but he's playing hard you know he's back checking he's going up he's making all the right plays and he's scoring yeah he's getting points like he he's definitely on that 30 goal pace this year. Yeah, I definitely think he was reading into what fans were preaching and stuff after game one because he looked fucking invisible in game one against Edmonton and maybe even the second game as well. Mm-hmm. But he's turned on. He's turned he's turned it on and he's been playing a lot better. Um, he's been the only one fucking producing uh, besides Patterson. JT Miller is a bit of a overshadow producing because it's like he's not playing well on the other end shows a lot too it's just it's his effort has been lackluster but again we're not gonna harp on the guy too much because we just preached that but Mm -hmm. but i mean i also want to talk about jack rathbone again he put in another good effort he looked like he was commanding play he did have a really bad turnover up the middle but Mm -hmm. even the greats have bad turnovers but Jack Rathbone looks like a certified Vancouver Canuck now. He has to be. If we send him down, then I have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, I'd agree. He, <laughs> he looks like our best defender right now. Even he's, I think he's had better games than Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes has just looked a little bit soft on both ends where Rathbone's looked a bit harder at both ends of the ice. Mm-hmm. I'm just super happy with how he's playing. He's coming into his own he's basically what he's playing what everyone was excited for the past few years but yeah we had no Besser or Hughes that game Besser's day-to-day right now while Hughes is week-to-week like I alluded to earlier and I'm just I just hope Demko can bounce back I think he will but I just think a lot of things need to go right up front for him to play better as well because he's just getting a lot of backdoor looks weird bounces mind you he's not helping us out but like we also do need to help him out a lot too so hopefully he can bounce back and i mean it's hard to get much worse than he's playing right now so he will it's just a matter to what level he can get back i also think there's a rhythm while playing goalie you know like it's like it's like a regular job you know you need to be in the rhythm you need to be fucking concentrated and if you don't have a rhythm and your highs and you're so low are so interchangeable like that one save where the the puck like you said it just it was in his pads and then it just squeaked out after he turned it's like if you're in a rhythm that shit doesn't happen you know yeah. if you're in a rhythm you put your stick back there yeah but he he just seemed like he's so out of, this whole season he seemed like he's out of rhythm and yeah like you said there's so many more things that have to go right and i agree with that because once the whole team starts playing better Demko starts playing better, yeah. you know, in those low scoring games, but high shot percentage games, he's making unbelievable save after unbelievable save and he'll steal like multiple games, but it's just, 
I, yeah, I think the team needs to help him out more before he helps out the team. Yeah. If that kind of makes sense. I think it just needs to go both ways. Demko needs to play better for the team to have more confidence, but also the team just needs to play better defensively and more locked down for Demko to like have a chance to get some confidence as well. He can't be. It's a lot. It's our defense has given up too many chances where Demko doesn't get a chance to save it. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But um, yeah, so we'll go to news around the league quick um actually first i'll go to this first canucks play seattle on thursday or tomorrow tomorrow nope oh yeah it is tomorrow well yeah when this comes out it's yeah do they play them thursday (laughs) yes we'll just use we'll use days of the week instead of tomorrow or today i I think it's thursday yeah it's thursday they play seattle um rival game gotta win this one in Vancouver, not I like it how matters. we have a new rival. You know, yeah, like yeah, this. Just, this is our rival now. It is the closest team to us, so it makes a lot it of is. sense. Yeah, yeah. But um, what are your predictions on that? Well, with the trend how it's been going, I say it'll be three two Seattle in overtime. Uh, I just I don't know, man. Like, I know Seattle's not the best team, but neither is Vancouver. But I at least have more high hopes for Seattle because didn't Seattle beat uh who did Seattle beat? Like Pittsburgh, was it? Am I fumbling the bag on that one? Uh, let me let me quickly check. But I still think the Seattle Kraken will uh definitely um Um I did not want to search up Seattle Kraken reverse retro. I wanted to search up schedule. <laughs> Uh, no, who did they beat? Oh, they beat the Avalanche. That's who I meant. Yeah, gotcha. I knew it was. I knew it was a good team that they beat, and I was like, "How the fuck did they beat them?" But yeah, oh. I th- I will go down and say Vancouver gets their first win. Um, they're gonna win four three in regulation, and okay. I'm gonna break it down to. I think both Vancouver has the two better goalies. Grubauer sucks. I mean, Demko's not playing well, but I'm still taking Demko over Grubauer any day of the week. That's fair. And I just, we have to win at some point, and I think there's going to be newfound energy against Seattle. So I think we win. But let's go to news around the league, shall we? Um, we shall. Uh, Jack Guy, have you uh, heard about this uh, rookie on Montreal? No. What? He, uh, his nickname is Wi-Fi because his last name is spelled like X-H-E-K-A-J and it's pronounced Jackeye. And he absolutely manhandled Zach Cassian because Zach Cassian challenged oh, him to yeah. a fight. Yeah, Did I you saw see that. that. Yeah. He absolutely dummied him. Dude, sent... he wanted Zach Cassian too. Yeah, and Zach because uh, Jackeye gave him a little like little tap on the shins or whatever yeah. like that. Not even like alluding to a fight, but Cassian's like, nah, fuck you, dude. Like Let's fight. Cassian's trying to play big, big brother over there, and yeah, Jack is like, "Rue his gloves." Yeah, and Jack, <laughs> and Jack is like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I'll go after you." And he chased after him, got him, and started yeah. winning right from the get go. It's this guy no, that is an was, absolute that was animal. A sick fight just because yeah. I know the reputation that Cassian has. Yeah, and he has the best nickname in the league, Wi-Fi, because 
He's like, my last name looks like a Wi-Fi password because it has just a bunch of letters yeah, jumbled letters. together. Yeah. Like, that is amazing. Uh, Phil Kessel ties Keith Yandel's Ironman streak of 989 straight games played. Um, it almost added up quite nicely to... He almost scored his 400, 400th goal that game as well, but it was called back to an offside. So maybe when he breaks the Ironman streak, he will score his 400th set to personal milestones that would be a cool game that would be really cool yeah um patrick line is to return from his elbow sprain um i think tonight or with uh next no game. not tonight he's still next on game. ir for my fantasy team but he's set to return uh the next game for columbus um it was a projected three to four week uh stint on the injury reserve but he's way ahead of schedule and he's returning this week so that is awesome Carey Price is not planning to retire. He's unsure if he will play another game for Montreal, but he is not planning to retire at the moment. I heard that earlier today, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised with that, but maybe he's just he doesn't want to play with he, Montreal anymore. Or not even that. He's just like he maybe he's just very unsure about his future, but retirement isn't in the foreseeable future. You never know. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors but he's in jimmy graham territory right now where he hasn't said anything but he's still he's still posting like he wants to come back and play or still talking like he wants to come back and play it's like come on man yeah um notable stallions of the league i'm gonna go over the team's first bruins getting off to a hot start they're sitting first in the atlantic five one and oh and the team we were just talking about buffalo they're it doesn't seem to be a fluke right now. They are 4-1-0. and I'm not too sure if they'd still make playoffs, but I definitely think with this start, they're going to be competitive. The Metro, Pittsburgh sits at first, 4-1-1. I think they are, their window is still open for sure. And Philly um, seems to be the biggest surprise, I think, to everyone. They sit at third in the Metro at 4-2-0. and And Carter Hart, after having a tough second and third year, he is 4-0 and right now. Um, I think he's going to be, I think he's top three in everyone's heart votes at the moment after week two, because he's basically without Philly, he, it, Philly is might be winless, but Hart is yeah. four and oh, he's been an absolute stallion. The central team I had out of the playoffs, Dallas is four, one and one. They've been absolutely rolling right now. Mira Heiskin's playing at a very high level. Very good to see. And Chicago, they aren't last in their division. <laughs> um, they are th- they are 3-2-0, and so I think they are going to um, dismantle, but hey, shout out to them. The Pacific, Vegas Golden Knights are 5-2-0. and Logan Thompson is playing very, very well. Ian's Rookie of the Year is, a, is aging like fine wine, to fine say the wine. least, at the moment. And Seattle, despite having not a winning record 3-2-0 and or 2-3-0, and they are still fourth where some people still had them last. So you got some teams playing well and the stinkers of the league right now compared to expectations. So a little asterisk there compared to expectations. Uh, Vancouver, obviously winless, 0-5-2, last in the league. Minnesota, they are 1-3-1. Tampa Bay is 500 right now. I'm pretty sure they're sitting bottom three in their division. And the Rangers are 3-2-1. Where a lot of people had him uh, doing a lot better at this point, but there's still a lot of season to play. Uh, 
Army Panarin leads the league in scoring with 12, with three other players tied at 11. I'm pretty sure it's like Crosby, Dreisaitl, or something like that. Um, Sveshnikov and Stamkos are tied for league in goals at seven. And then there are three players tied for um, leading the assists at eight. Um, so I think that includes like Panarin, Dreisaitl, and Jesper Bratt. So... There's a lot of players buzzing out the gates right now. A lot of big names sitting atop of the stat leaders. But, yeah, Panarin at 12 with four goals and eight assists. Crosby at 11. Nachushkin at 11. And Dreisaitl at 11. And then Mats Zuccarello rounds out the top five. Or four players tied for fifth. Matt Zuccarello, David Pasternak, Connor McDavid, and Brady Kachuk. So, the stat leaders are quite interesting after week two. But it's going to be exciting. And Hayden, do you want to do the reverse retro draft? Because some of these reverse retro jerseys have been very interesting. And I want to get your quick thoughts before we do this five-round draft. What are your thoughts of the jerseys? Oh man, they're they're fucking sick. <laughs> I hate how they cost so much though. <laughs> yeah. There are some like, cool ones. Oh, absolutely some cool ones. And I know I was kind of alluding to this to you uh before we started, but I uh I was searching up because I didn't know uh some of them and then I just searched up one just to get a better look. And it was Anaheim's. And when I searched it up, it wasn't this year's uh reverse retro that they've done with uh the mighty duck uh goalie mask bill on the front it was like the the mighty duck that was jumping and yeah. leaping and i was like i and i loved like the uh not really so much formal number on the back it was kind of like a doodleish yeah uh number and i was like these look fucking sick like i love how just just so creative it was and then i saw that they they weren't that ones this year and i'm like oh my god well that's kind of depressing but no all of them there's some there's definitely some duds in there like yeah. i'd hate to be uh i i'll tell you one that i don't have in uh, my draft order and that's the senators and the canes they just kind of look like their jerseys already <laughs> you know carolina's might be the least creative of them all because it just yeah. looked like they're away jersey just home yeah like you could have done so you could have done so many more things like it, literally a thought that i had when i was looking at it was like why don't you kind of have lines on an angle but like staggered kind of looking like a a hurricane you know some sort of yeah. tornado idea just what the fuck canes what are you the candy canes yeah it's yeah, it's brutal. But um yeah. we'll start this retro draft off. Um heads or tails. You choose, you choose. Okay, I'll go tails. Because okay. tails have fails. Hey Siri, heads or tails? Josh Allen would say otherwise. It's heads. Ooh. <laughs> Aiden gets first pick and we'll see. All right. All sneak right. It. Well, with that one, uh I think the absolute one one. Give me the flames. Wow. I, I was love, not expecting that. I love the flames, man. 
Yeah. Wow. I'm you have for your one one. Calgary wasn't even on my top. 15. No way. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. Um. Oh wow. I'm. Hmm. I'm going. Uh, Buffaloes. Buffaloes blue and gold, with the old buffalo head. I think those ones are absolutely clean. I'm trying to look for them right now. They're in the top right corner. If uh, uh yes, 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 yes. Those ones are clean, in my opinion. Yeah. They they are definitely clean. I'll 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 admit that. Okay, well. Uh, All right, I get back. From... To, I get oh, back yeah, to yeah, back yeah, fix. Snake. I snake yeah. it. Ooh, I think I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Robo Penguin. Fuck you, man. That was my my two, three turnaround. I'm going Pittsburgh's the Robo Penguin. I think those jerseys are dynamite. I love I love those. Like those are the ones like that one. Yeah, it kind of looks like their jersey now. But it's different enough where it it looks like it, a retro. Yeah, it looks like a very retro design. Yes. Also, I just want to say, I did not put Seattle or Vegas. Uh, they were my bottom two because I'm like, you've only been in the league for a and, handful of five years. So Yeah, <laughs> and I think Seattle's is much better. And like yes. at, at this point, Seattle's like... Um, our boy uh, Michael Bartner, recurring guest on the show, he still gave them a high grade because he's like, I'm not grading them on their retro part. I'm grading them on their, on their jersey basically part. alternate jersey aspect because they can't have a retro jersey. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, I like the color and the style of this jersey as an alternate. I'm giving it a high, pretty high grade. Like, I think he gave them like a B or something. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's how yeah. you should grade these. But yeah. I just for the sole purpose of like nostalgicness. To yeah, me, it's hard to I'm rank them a... when they're only this their first year, second year in the league, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I have to cross off Pittsburgh. Um. All right, you've kind of you've kind of left me between a uh, a rock and a hard place here. <laughs> Uh, I still love my one-one pick. I think Calgary's jerseys are fire. I just think, oh wow, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hayden but... doesn't get any more picks. Uh, it's my pick first. <laughs> uh, on my two-three turnaround, um, give me Detroit, and then give me San Jose. Oh my gosh. I I love the Detroit jerseys just because I don't know something sticks out with just how plain it could be but how unique it is. I like it. I like it a lot. And then the wow. Sharks, I I love it because I think it represents San Jose. It's like such light bright colors and I love just sharks across it, you know. I don't know. Kind of hits me the right way. Well, they used to be the California Seals or Golden Seals or whatever, and I think they went to San Jose, and that was the basically the Seals jersey, and then they replaced Seals with Sharks. If I'm not right. mistaken, but I think that Detroit pick is awful. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, but I think that was one of the worst <laughs> picks of all time. 
I am going with Minnesota's. You're just dick hard for Minnesota. Well, I love their colors, and I've always been a fan of their logo. <laughs> and then I am in between two right now. I'm actually in between a few because I wasn't expecting a lot of these to be available. I'm going to go with the Islanders. Yeah, that one. I the Fishermen. I, I, put, I put the Islanders one, like, in my opinion, bottom 10. That's insane to me. Can I tell you, or can I can I say who I think really messed up the reverse retro? Who? New Jersey. Yeah. I think New Jersey really messed up the reverse retro. I think they could have done so many better things. Like, you know that, that green that they had on their old jerseys? The green and red? Yeah. Like, what Pretty did sure they that was emphasize? Their, that was their retro jersey year before okay well let me look at uh let me look at this if i'm not mistaken i think they did like a green jersey or something i mean not exactly what i was (laughs) not exactly what i uh thought but i think it looks better than the ones that they did this year uh but yeah, I think I think they kind of fucked the dog on that one. Okay, so who did you go again? You went Islanders. I went, and... I went Minnesota and the Islanders. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now I have, I have the last two. Okay. And then I got the last pick. Yeah. Oh man. I'm kind of rethinking my fifth right now. Uh, I'll give my fourth. Um, give me New York Rangers. Okay. I like the Rangers one so much. They're I, on they're on my list. I, I think I like it because it's not like if you look at all the other jerseys, their arm sleeves, they don't really have like a like a stripe along it, you know. It's like at the midway mark, it's kind of lower mm-hmm. the forearm. I kind of like that. Uh and then for my last pick, like I said, uh I have to rethink it because I was I was liking Nashville. Okay. Uh I think I think Montreal's looks stupid. I love Montreal's. I, I'm I also maybe blue. It it looks like they really just wanted to say let's get more women to wear our jerseys. <laughs> I think they were kind of um bring back like the Expos type of like the Expos and the oh, Nordiques yeah. kind okay, of the Nordique, vibe. Yeah. Exposing Nordiques kind of blue That's to fair. the retro. All right, because well, they, my... they can't really have much more retro looks because they've had the same jersey. The ever same since jersey, they've... yeah. No, so, yeah, you can't really do reverse retro. They could have done like the all blue, the all blue, yeah, with some red would have looked nice. But all right, for my fifth uh, and final pick, it was between uh, Mister Canuck himself and uh, the King. Give me the uh, give me the Kings jerseys. The Kings, yeah. I think I might be in the minority here, but I hate the Canucks retro jersey. I I like I it. Like I it. like I like the uh, Johnny Hockey Johnny Canuck. Logo. You know why? Because that's basically our AHL jersey. Because mm. our AHL jersey is Johnny Canuck. I wish right, we yeah. did the flying V with the blue, green, and white. 
That would have looked think, so cool. I think that would have looked much better. Yeah. Um, but fuck. Why didn't they hire us to be uh Yeah, I don't designers? know. <laughs> but uh all right. My pick here. Ah, uh, there are a lot of good selections here. I love Anaheim's. I love Arizona's. I think Florida is kind of fun. Um I think Florida's so basic. I think so basic. I think Florida's is kind of cool, matches the Miami vibe kind of. But like, come on, give me a fucking panther on the jersey. I don't want to see a palm tree and a stick. <laughs> Dude, you literally voted for Detroit that just says Detroit across it. Yeah, I know, but they're the red wings. So your your arms are red. You could pretend that your arms are wings and then you are the red wings. I didn't hear a single thing you said because my headphones oh, unplugged. I was just saying with the Detroit one, they are the red wings, and you could pretend that your arms are wings. Oh my god! They're red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Washington's. I think that one's a cool uh, retro one yeah, that, that they're bringing back. That one is. I love the, the yeah. Eagle. I think Bruins is kind of cool. I like the bear. The I bear. like the return of the bear. They could have done the. They could have done the like. If you're going to go, like, reverse retro, don't go white, man. Don't go so boring. Like, if it works, then I kind of, I fucks with it. Bruce, um, But I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Arizona. Just because I, I love, actually. Oh. No, I'm going to go with Anaheim. Oh, uh, okay. Can I ask you a question? You're looking at the same picture I am right now, aren't you? NHL.com? That's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one right underneath Buffalo. Who the hell is that? Oh, that's a um, Colorado State flag logo. That's uh, the Avalanche. Yeah. That's like their state flag. It's kind of um, not a, like <laughs> the. It's so basic that I don't even know if NHL like Tried. a lot. A lot of people like when ranking their reverse retro jerseys, they didn't even like put Colorado's on there. That's yeah, how, like, man, that's, that's how, trash. That's how forgettable it is. That's trash. All right. So to go through the picks again, Hayden drafted first and got Calgary, Detroit, San Jose, Rangers, and the Kings. And then I got Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Islanders, and Anaheim. Love it. Cool. All right. Hey, do you want to bring us into some football talk to finish off the episode? Yeah. All right. Uh wow, what a week. What a terrible week. I think this um overall, I think I saw a stat where it was like it had the lowest touchdown scored in a week in like forever. Um yeah, there was a lot of low scoring. A this... lot of low scoring games. The ones who really uh took it up were the Saints and the Cardinals, uh the Bengals and uh the Raiders. It also kind of helps when you know you have multiple players scoring multiple touchdowns. <laughs> Josh Jacobs laid his dick on the table this oh week. Oh my god. He I did like a DraftKings lineup and he was he got me like 49 points or something like that. <laughs> oh baby, a triple. Yeah, and but then I took Herbert and I was like, wow, I made the worst play. Why why didn't I take Gino? Uh <laughs> but um yeah, we'll start off with. The first Thursday night game. Uh, wow. 
what two pick sixes can do to you. You take away 14 points uh, from 42, and that's 28. And then you're looking at Math the Saints. Guy. Yeah, you're looking at the Saints winning 34-28. Uh, I know we already talked about uh, the Camara struggles a little bit, but uh, I are, and like I said, I think the season's done just because you can't lose to a team like Arizona. I know you have pieces out. But I'm bringing it right back around, baby. How the fuck <laughs> do the Bucks lose to the Panthers? That might be the worst win, worst loss of the year. Oh for my all god! Teams. I think it's up there as one of the worst losses. And I think Bucks maybe have like they've lost three of their last four games. Um, and to two teams. Like, first time Brady's had a losing record through the first seven games since and 02. Aaron Rodgers, so Aaron well, Rodgers ever. Yeah, Brady's had it three times: two thousand one, two thousand two, and this year. And then mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, first time ever. Yeah, but I think Brady and the Bucks have like two of the worst losses this year. Oh, They've lost yeah. to some pretty bad teams. I they also haven't really won convincingly. Yeah, you know? it's uh, Bucks no. are in a. I don't understand it. PJ Walker is him. He didn't write back. Along with Gino. <laughs> See, this is this is the type of shit like what changed from New Orleans and Tampa Bay so much that like they're just they both look terrible. They and, like, beat the each whole, other up. The whole NFC South is terrible. Let's just get that off our chest right now. The Falcons had a nice Cinderella run with three games looking like they're actually competent. But let's look at the big picture here. Atlanta beat a battered up uh san francisco 49ers team all right and then they got absolutely smacked uh by the Bengals. they barely beat the bucks but we're talking about like the bucks not even being good uh they beat the browns but like the browns are like a 500 team you know and then they barely beat the seahawks but it's like the seahawks are, are like the only really convincing team that it seems like the Falcons have beat. Yeah. And then the Panthers, man. The the Panthers are clearly having a fire sale. I mean, how often do you trade or do you get a first round pick and after two years make it a uh two first over or two first round picks and not accept that? Like for Carolina, uh they didn't apparently there was a report they uh Someone sent in a trade offer for Brian Burns, two first round picks for him. And I don't know. I think I kind of would have done that just because like you're clearly giving up on the season. And who could blame you? Because Christian McCaffrey is pretty much their whole offense. I mean, I know DJ Moore is uh is good as well, but you got no quarterback and you need a quarterback to throw it to DJ Moore. So yeah, I would have probably given up brian burns for two first round picks but that's just me yeah it's i think because what is he like 24 on his rookie contract right now like he's still he's still young and i think it's it's easier to build a team around a star defensive end than it is to build around a young receiver or running back so I think it makes a lot more sense for them to trade like blow up the offense and then try because their defense is close to being like sturdy at least they got like jc horn and brian burns and when you have a star defensive end and cornerback it's like a lot more 
it's a i think it's just easier to at least try and stay competitive and like build something around when you got those two positions filled up so i understand them not wanting to trade brian burns and stuff like that for that price but also you might be able to find a couple brian burns with those two first round picks and get yourself a quarterback you know yeah (laughs) so i i definitely understand both sides um but i just think like in terms of building a team for a rebuilding team you want to try and keep at some spark on your team and i think a guy who chases after the quarterback is something is a good start yeah no you're definitely right it is it is a good start uh to kind of build around that specific player and i mean brian burns is is a great player so uh the next game uh the ravens beat the browns 23 20 they finally hold on to a fourth quarter lead but like I alluded to, Lamar Jackson does not look like an MVP uh, as of right now. I'd say you you kind of definitely have to put it in the Mahomes-Allen territory. And, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see RG3's um, like top five picks for MVP? I did not. All right. He had Josh Allen. Valid. Is this in Patrick- order? Yeah, and then he had Patrick Mahomes. Valid. And before last week started, who do you think he had at number three? Before, like, this past week started? Yes. Geno Smith. No. Um, What if I told you it wasn't a quarterback or a receiver? Saquon? No. It is a running back. (laughs) Okay, like, give me a bit more time here. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Taylor sucked this year. Yep. Um, is it an obvious pick? No. <laughs> but this is who we had at number three. Let's just say he is from New York. Not Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of crack are you smoking? That's insane. That like- is insane to me. He's been good, yeah, but obviously with a torn ACL, RIP, get well soon, Brees Hall. Come on. Like, Offensive Rookie of the Year, there's no way like this man's ever going to get MVP. If Derrick Henry isn't winning MVP, (laughs) there's not even a chicken dick's chance Brees Hall wins. Or if Jonathan Taylor's not winning MVP, yeah, no, absolutely not. Jonathan uh, Taylor couldn't even win Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, that that's it's so bad. it's like there's no chance Brees Hall, who hasn't been playing like this from the jump. No, he it should took even him a couple be in, of weeks to get intertwined with the system. You he know? shouldn't be sniffing MVP. No, at all. Who rounded out his top five? Do you, you remember? I forget. I just stopped at Brees Hall because I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, that's a that's ridiculous. Uh. The next game, um, so yeah, Ravens beat the Browns. Kind of expect that. Uh, it's just sad that the Ravens can't really win convincingly right now. Something needs to change, uh, and we'll talk about who they verse on. They should uh, try and trade for DJ Moore. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Or Jerry Judy. Like, get a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cowboys and Lions. Man, the poor Lions, man. I want them to be good, 
I think they're the new Browns. I wouldn't put them in that category think, yet. Because but like, at least... just, but like before Deshaun Watson, like they're everyone's cheering for them to like get out of their losing ways. Until they get like a like a quarterback that you can kind of rally behind, kind of like Baker. I, I don't, I don't put them in that. I put them in more of a a, a shining spotlight where it's like this team seem to have heart but over these last couple of weeks no heart Aiden Hutchinson uh I I it's him it's him or Sauce Gardner right now for defensive rookie of the year I think Hutchinson's at like five or six sacks now after getting Dak twice was it or one one and a half something like that but Dak's back yeah um Although he really just said, here, Zeke, have the ball. And Zeke actually had a good day. Yeah, Dak didn't do a whole lot, but he won a game. And I just, I think that whole Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott argument was one of the dumbest things ever. Stupidest fucking thing ever, man. Like, it was just, why was that even talked about? I don't get uh, it, but. I don't even know. Um, Yeah, no, I think this is Dak's kind of get the feel back for it, you know? Yeah. And I could definitely see the Cowboys uh, Cowboys doing something next week, especially since I think they have the Bears. I mean, but you said we'll that. S- we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the Giants beat the Jags. I saw this coming a mile away. How the fuck is Vegas putting the Jacksonville Jaguars as a minus three favorite at the start of that game? I don't know. Like, like the Giants have had some pretty legit wins this year. And yeah. I mean so have the Jags, but don't you usually put the better record? Record, yeah. And I know it was in Jacksonville, but like rough. If anything, it should be fuck? at most a pick'em. I don't think Jacksonville should be any anywhere close to being a field goal favorite. If anything, make it one point where it's like doesn't even matter. But if anything, I think the Giants should be favored because they've deserved the, it. Yeah, the, definitely. And I think uh, since we're now just about halfway, almost halfway, uh, Brian Dable, it, it'll be hard for him to lose coach of the year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and him and I think the New York coaches are up there for they both, yeah, they both coach of the be. year. Um, the Jets have been a lot more competitive. So I definitely think Brian Dable deserves I just think Deserves since to be it's Dable's there. first year, that's what's making this whole thing like, interesting. He's making Daniel Jones like he's he's playing into Daniel Jones's strength, which is running the ball. It's kind of bad for my Saquon Barkley shares, but, <laughs> but it's ex- it's exactly what Dable did with Josh Allen. Exactly what he did with Josh Allen. He played to his strengths, and the fact that he has Saquon Barkley just makes this like so much better because it's like holy shit this is awesome um yeah yeah. uh the commanders go walking (laughs) into uh uh fuck what's their field fedex field yeah i i can't remember the commanders go walking into fedex field and take care of biz against the packers yeah, and... I don't know what's happening with Green Bay. Like, I know the 
receiving core or anything hasn't helped Rodgers, but also Rodgers hasn't helped himself with any of yeah. it. And so... I'm I'm not giving I'm not giving Rodgers any fucking like shit. Good quarterbacks can make bad receivers play open. And he's done it before. Exactly. Like, like he has like what a eleven and two record without Devontae Adams when Adams was on the team. He was like on Rod- the team, yeah. Rodgers has found ways to win games, but he just mm-hmm. hasn't been able to do it this year. No. And Aaron Jones, uh, I don't know how you only give this guy nine rushes. I don't understand it at like, all. He's one of the he's like one of the more underappreciated running backs in the league, in my opinion. He is. He always finds ways to produce when he's given a workload. You mm-hmm. can't just give him ten eight carries, eight to ten carries and expect him to have big numbers and then you just go away from that. He's a guy who like we talked about in hockey goals works on a rhythm. And if you're not giving running backs a rhythm, how the fuck do you expect him to like produce it all? So I Aaron agree. Jones needs the ball more straight. I up. agree. And he needs like, more than just fucking goal line touches too. Yeah. Like, and you can't give the ball to like Dylan between the twenties and only Dylan between the twenties and give maybe, um, give maybe Jones like, uh, catch out the backfield like that's not how you do it man yeah i don't get not it. how you do it whatsoever uh the packers in shambles uh commanders taylor heineke uh quarterback controversy maybe i think, I think there's always worthy controversy around carson definitely Wentz. definitely especially and just, with the excitement that heineke can yeah. bring he's just you know? he's he's a dog Absolute i love that guy dog. Uh, the Titans take care of business with Indy and sweep them. Yeah, I I saw this coming. Like I just love Vrabel as a coach. I trust him more than Frank Reich, especially since Reich benched Matt Ryan. I know they're saying he has like a shoulder injury, but I mean Matt Ryan's played like legit asshole this year. And one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out of college, Sam Ellinger, Sam is Ellinger. starter for for the rest of the year. Is it Ellinger or Ellinger? I think it's I've, Ellinger, but it could be Ellinger. I have no idea. I'll literally say his name both ways in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, so like I have no idea. I just kind of roll with whatever I say in the moment. Until I um, hear him pronounce it. Sorry, bud. Exactly. Ellinger. Um uh, no, but he is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in college. He would always he ain't the most like trustworthy flashy. quarterback no oh. he's he's flashy just trustworthy <laughs> in terms of like you know how you know quarterbacks sometimes when they scramble they run out to the sideline like Mahomes or Russell Wilson yeah. he will put his head down and try and run through you which might not be so like might positive for his long-term decision. like long-term health wise that's why I'm so like he's not very dependable on that but mm-hmm. he's so much fun to watch I'm always going to sit down and watch the game seven Sam Ellinger because he's just he bring he brings the action, baby, and that's what yeah. I love about him at Texas. He would fight for that extra two or three yards. So I'm excited to see what he does as a starting role for the rest of the season. It's gonna be it's, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. But yeah, Titans just have the Colts number apparently. So they yeah. do, and my Titans in first place uh, is looking pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> my Colts in first place is not. Yeah, no. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> uh, the Raiders, and like we alluded to, Josh Jacobs, uh, they really showed the Texans a good pounding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
the Raiders get what their second win. Like, congratulations. You know, <laughs> you beat the Texans, man. Uh, if Josh Jacobs didn't have at least one touchdown, I'd say this is a loss for the Raiders. But no, they they took care of business, which is what they needed to do. And shout um, out to Devonte Adams for um being politely capable. walking out of the stadium. Yeah, making sure there is a clear path down the tunnel. Yeah, and I mean that's. I don't know. That's kind of what you should do all the time. Like the fact that you pushed over a man because yeah, you lost the game. Like that's, uh, that is borderline assault, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but since you're an NFL player, it's fine. Uh, we'll just give you a, how do you do? Um, and one really surprising player, I know Darren Waller was injured, but man, did, did Darren Waller just have like a one and done sort of season? Like he he's honestly like maybe put him on the shelf. He's been so underwhelming this year. I think he's been battling some like injuries and stuff like that. And also with Devontae Adams coming in, he hasn't had the share as well. You can say the same thing for Hunter Renfro. He hasn't been having the season. Everyone had hoped it. So mm-hmm. I just think Devontae Adams commands a lot of targets. And I also just think Derek Carr has fell off a little bit too. He hasn't been the most trustworthy quarterback in terms of getting the ball to his receivers. Um, because I've heard way too many I've seen way too many blank games from their offense as yeah. a whole. So I think it's not so much a Darren Waller problem as it is just an a Vegas offense problem. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily be too worried about Waller. I still think he commands a lot of attention. So I'm not worried about him. It's just like, or at least I'm not worried that it's like the the problem weighs on him, if I said that correctly. I don't think it's his fault. I just think it's, I don't know. That offense is just kind of flat right now. Yeah, it is kind of flat. It is kind of frustrating too. Uh, because obviously, like you said, Adams demands a lot of targets, but it's like, Carr, if you want to be a good quarterback, you got to find other receivers to keep the defense guessing. You can't just throw it to Adams, you know, like 20 times a game yeah. almost. Yeah, you got to keep them on their toes. Yeah. So hopefully and... the Raiders actually do something. I, I don't think they're going to make playoffs Uh, yeah. this year. I, <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, I'll tell you a bit after. But uh, the Jets... Who could have seen this coming? Everybody, put your hands up. Holy shit, the Broncos suck, man. I I actually hate how high I was on the Broncos this year. Same. It, it's actually really depressing. I thought Russell Wilson... Like, I don't know if it's a Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett problem. I think uh, it's a Hackett problem. I heard a really good point. I'm so sorry to... Intro- no, no, go on, go on, go on. I heard this really good point from a podcast I was listening to. Okay. Um, it was on Veterans Minimum and Alan Sterk. Um, he was the guest. And he said, the only reason the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett was because they were hoping to get Aaron Rodgers and they thought that would swindle Rodgers to come to Denver. I He's like, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is an NFL-ready coach. They only did it in hopes to get Rodgers. And when they didn't get Rodgers, they got Wilson as a backup. And I think that was pretty evident to everyone that, like, they knew the Rodgers to Denver rumors were up there. 
right? Mm-hmm. They're high and flying. And when they got Wilson, they were like, oh, I guess it's because Rogers resigned. Rogers resigned, yeah. But who knows? Maybe that's why Rogers resigned is because, oh, Hackett's gone. Hackett's I don't, gone. I like, I can follow someone else's offensive schemes instead of his. But so where man, does that leave Rogers now, too? You know? Yeah. Like, and obviously Rogers has not played well. Like, but I think Wilson has been bottom five starting quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And I think that's generous. It's like he's playing, he's played terrible. And obviously he, uh, it was ripping. That was, um, playing this week, right? Because yep. Wilson was out with an injury, so I'm not gonna blame this week on him. But still, Wilson has not played well at all. So, but I, I honestly think it's Hackett not being qualified to be an NFL coach quite yet. Yeah, and I kind of, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I think it could be more or less both, uh, to blame because Wilson's definitely looked porous in a lot of these games. Yeah, but yeah, Hackett, man, like. The fact that he had to hire someone to basically manage his time just kind of shows that he's maybe not ready to run everything. And if it wasn't for the Broncos giving up so much for Wilson, uh, I would say Sean Payton is in line for this job. But who knows? Uh, He still could be. Uh, Man, every time that a good team with a decent quarterback loses to like a, a bad team or a team that they probably should beat, Sean Payton's stock just rises. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> and the yeah, and the Saints like front office is probably like they're just waiting for Sean Payton to say, Yeah, I'm coming back to football. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you don't come back to the Saints, like we're gonna at least get something for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, okay. I know we missed or we didn't touch on this news. Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are the clear favorite now in the NFC West. I know the Seahawks are winning right now, but uh, I think having a superstar in a backfield where you could make anyone look like a superstar, I think will actually really benefit Garoppolo because McCaffrey is another receiving uh threat. Yeah, and they he's got... coming out the backfield like. They got two, like, like Debo and McCaffrey are, like, the same fucking player. They pretty they, much are. You and now they have in, two of them. Yeah, you could put them at vice versa, like, positions. They're good route runners, <laughs> and they're good out of the backfield. And yeah. They're, like, they're good pass-catching threats, and they've played running back. Yes. And I totally, I don't know about you, but I totally saw the Chiefs winning this game just because, like, I feel like the 49ers tried to get McCaffrey integrated into their system and didn't really focus on a game plan when they should have focused on a game plan because you want to win games yeah i understand you get a new toy you want to test it out especially in that system and he looks good yeah he looks good he looks happy to be back in california yeah and they said before that he was only gonna get like 20 percent of the snap share and stuff like that because like obviously he He has to learn the the playbook playbook. yeah Yeah. so no i agree but yeah uh mahomes i like Chiefs look dangerous. Oh, they do. <laughs> Fuck. No, I, uh, I like the the Allen and Mahomes MVP race is gonna be so fun to watch coming down the stretch, man. Um, first of all, yes, it will because those guys are playing dynamite right now. But did you see that Travis Kelsey clip of the podcast with him and Jason Kelsey? 
Have you seen that? They I have, have seen like a couple clips. They, they basically one. talk at the end of each week about each team's like Eagles, Chiefs, and news around the league kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's New Heights podcast or something like that. It's really cool. And Jason was like, "Hey, so let me know, like, tell me the story about how you reconstructed your contract and stuff like that." He was like, "Yeah, uh, my agent just." Messaged me. He was like, "Hey, instead of getting the money at the end of the year, do you want it now?" He's like, "Tell me more." And he was like, "Yeah, the Chiefs want to clear some cap space." Oh so yeah, they're like the Odell rumors. Yes. Right? So they're like, "Do you want to just like change your cap it to a signing bonus? It'll clear up some space." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'll take the money now." And then Jason's like, "Uh, is that for someone by the names of OBJ?" OBJ? And yeah. Kelsey's like, I don't, I don't know anything right now. <laughs> and I'm just like, I swear to fucking God, if they, if Odell's anything like he was on the Rams, and I know, amazing on the Chiefs, bruh, with yeah. Mahomes and his, fuck man, yeah. I guess this is what it was like when like I was a like me as Patriots a Pats fan, fan yeah. And, like, and you everyone, guys got Randy Moss and shit like that, and just like. Even like Josh Gordon, he had like a few good games, and like Antonio Brown signing with us a too. Game. He, ple- yeah, he played a game and then just like pieced out. And but like yeah. Patriots would get a, some washed up toys, and then next thing you know, they'd be back to like all pro level for five for the five games we need them, and then cut them or some shit. Yep. But I'm not saying that's gonna happen with Odell, but it's just like man, the Chiefs, the rich get richer and stuff like that. And oh, they do. Odell would flourish flourish with, with Mahomes. Mahomes just yeah, a good underneath receiver who was built on speed and yes he might not be the same because of two torn ACLs like some of that speed has to regress but Odell looks like he's fucking ready to come back and he's at the stage of his career which I think everybody in the football community understands is that Odell wants to ring chase because he's been hampered with injuries he has to prove he can sign a contract. And if he's just going to come back for half a season, why not sign with a contender? Like why the oh, fuck yeah. would, why the fuck would he sign with the Panthers or some bullet like that? That's just a team as an example, right? I may as well sign with a contender, right? Mm-hmm. So I think everyone gets that. And man, Odell would. So if that's true, like Kelsey clearing the space for, so that they could just sign Odell for three sheets and be like, Hey, Come uh, be a new toy for uh, Patrick Mahomes. That would be fucking no, deadly. I agree. That would be awesome. That, that would, would be, be deadly. Amazing. Uh, the Seahawks take care of biz uh, against the Chargers in L.A. And, like, man, what we all thought about the NFC West. Absolutely. NFC West or AFC West? AFC West, sorry. Because what we all I'm thought like... about the AFC West. Oh my god, man! Because I mean, like, we're you can kind of say the same thing about the NFC West. We thought that was going to be a shit division, and now it's like San Francisco's playing well, Seattle's playing well, LA is like five hundred. Yeah, LA is always going to be a threat, no matter what. But I mean, like Arizona, Arizona was like the Denver of last year. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like the like the AFC West. You can kind of say the same thing for both. It's like both West teams are kind of playing the opposite of what we expected. Uh-huh. No, they definitely are. And the Seahawks beating the Chargers. Uh, I made a, I made a parlay. I don't know I showed you that, but it was like, I had the Giants minus four and a half, the Seahawks plus three and a half, and then we won't talk about the last part. Uh, let's just say I should have cashed out, 
at $70. <laughs> but, like, I saw this as an absolute lock. Like, the Chargers haven't been playing, like, Herbert-level type of good. Like, I know the Chargers can play so much better. But, like, the Seahawks, man. Are, are the Seahawks, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's, I think that's the only way you can put it is just what the fuck man like yeah, what is happening I, I, think... I don't get what's happening Ian's just fucking jizzing in his pants right now oh yeah he is having a field day this like... it's like Atlanta and Seattle are like the two rebuilding teams that have already shown like two years of progression in like five games yeah it's it's absolutely insane, and I'll give I'll give Seattle their flowers now. They look they look amazing. Kenneth Walker, beast, amazing. I that huge was like coming out party guy. for him. Oh huge yeah, that was like the only guy I watched from like uh, this past year of uh, college football, and all I can say is he looks just amazing. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins, uh, they played a game against the Steelers. <laughs> Uh, it was a boring Sunday night game. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about this. Tua came back after missing three weeks. I saw I saw a funny post and it was like, the Dolphins are 4-0 when Tua's not fucking dead. <laughs> and that's that's all I really can say about this game. It, it yeah. wasn't impressive. Yeah. And then... Mostert looks good. Yeah, and Jalen Waddle looks good too. He had over yeah. ninety receiving yards, but everyone knows that. It's no secret. Yeah, um, he just has to learn how to hold on to the ball with catching and fumbling. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I guess like I think Tua might just be like a Jimmy Garoppolo, where like his team just wins with him behind center. Yeah, um, it might just be like that kind of situation, but he made some good throws, and I mean, it came out that he said. In the Cincy game, I think that he doesn't remember being hit and stretchered off, which was super scary. Concerning. But um, I guess they handled it much better than they did against Buffalo. I think precautions were properly taken care of, and he looked back and ready to go. But <laughs> before yeah. the game, he's like, "Yeah, I just got to be uh, careful running, run out of bounds and stuff." And the next thing you know, he's going head to head. When he scrambles, it's just like man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna play smart this game, kind of throw the ball away. Yeah, <laughs> it's like head to a defender. Doing, yeah, what and Pittsburgh. Uh, one thing you gotta be concerned with their defense and how many drops they they've had. Uh, or they had that game. I think it was like three defensive, uh, picks that they could have had, and they just dropped. Which yeah, ooh. and uh. I won't I won't push the the knife into your wound a little bit deeper here, but apparently I should have bet the Bears minus twelve. <laughs> on to Seattle. Oh, uh, on to Seattle. Man, that that's that's tough. Especially when Jones comes out and Zappy three plays a touchdown. You know? Uh three plays fifty five yards or some shit. Yeah, and it's it's like I thought that was gonna be the TSN turning point. I thought yeah. my bet would be uh elite right after that, and uh that was not the case. Uh all you can go from here, I guess, is just yeah, Mac Jones is still the starter. You gotta I, ride with your guy, right? Yeah, I 
I mean, like, it's not like Zappy's playing, like, he's not, like, all pro level. Like, he's still made, like, some mistakes. I still think, like, Herbert is the guy. Um, A report came up before the game even started that you both mean, quarterbacks were going to play. Who did I say, Herbert? Herbert, yeah. Yeah, I meant, like, well, like, <laughs> I meant like Zappy isn't going to be like the Herbert when he came in for Tyrod kind of thing. Yeah. Like he's just going to be, he's not going to be anything special. But I still think you ride with Jones. It was his first game back after four weeks. He never really got game action. Yeah. Um, let him settle in a bit more after a high ankle sprain. It's. Yeah. It was just I, a, I, agree. I think I think it was just a terrible game overall. I it mean, Judon had a great day. He had two like two and a half sacks. Two and a half sacks, and like he had a lot like in the first half. Like he was, yeah. a, he was a monster he was out there attacking um, fields. Yeah, and I think that was really the only like positive part. Um, it was just we couldn't get a stop, and yeah, it was just it was a tough game to watch. But hopefully, Agreed. we play better in the future. But I still think Mac Jones is the guy until like Zappy completely like just shows that we can't go back to Mac Jones. Yeah. I I completely agree. Yeah. But that is uh indeed week 7. Um time's kind of running a little bit long here. Yeah. Let's we'll just let's we'll kind of cut it now. Um I'm yeah, I'll, I'm I'll, I'll go over like just just a couple week 8 games about right, like cool. uh stuff like that, but Ravens and Bucks. Uh can't believe these teams are both like mid uh it's one I think it'll be a good thursday night game yeah it's one that like should be a great game a great game but it's like you can't count on it because... i really hope that the ravens just terrorize the buccaneers man yeah. <laughs> uh i think like i think this could be lamar's like bounce back game you know putting back uh... on the mvp talks kind of game like a five touchdown sort of game, you know? Yeah. Um uh the Broncos and Jags play in Europe. Uh that would be fun to see. Uh although I'm not waking up at 6 30 to watch it. Um my Saints play the Raiders in the dome. Uh and hopefully we get like people back. Uh I just saw that today bradley roby uh my our third string corner was just put on ir so if of that paulson, for you guys if paulson adivo or Lattimore don't play i might commit uh <laughs> you get the battle of pennsylvania which is gonna be sick yeah uh also the patriots versus the jets i don't yeah. know why we said seattle uh i was doing like the bill belichick ah um... uh thing like no comment kind of yeah i don't want to talk about it so on to seattle kind of thing but yeah we play the jets we play the jets one that one's gonna be a fucking it good game i feel like it could be good yeah um michael carter should be getting starting roles uh yeah also james robinson going to the jets (laughs) yeah uh, um, I think it's I think Robinson's probably gonna get like a Jets type thing, or like a 49ers McCaffrey type thing, where he might not get um a ton of looks. action. Yeah, but um, I think Michael Carter will start that game, and then it'll be fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and week. 
Honestly, nine. I think week nine, I think Robinson takes over the backfield because he's Robinson. James Robinson's so good. Like I honestly don't like. Yes, but I also don't understand the hate from Michael Carter and why he doesn't get more touches because he's produced when he's he put has. given more roles. So it's like he has, and and but that's the thing with Robinson too. Like the fact that they just gave Etienne the job over Robinson, even though Robinson on consistent touches is like an eighty yards, one touchdown kind of guy, baffles my mind. Yeah. Uh, but Asleep. yeah, hopefully the Pats just get right. You know. Yeah. A sleepy game that could be really entertaining, the Giants versus the Seahawks. I agree. Yeah, two those are team. the only two teams over 500 playing this uh, week. It's Well, I mean, there's obviously more teams over 500 right now. No, but, like, the only two teams that are both over 500. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, at the beginning of the season, this game looked like a train wreck, but now it's just like, this nah, could be, like, a over very good game. <laughs> this could be, like... Oh, this could be an offensive battle. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be really entertaining. So I'm low-key excited for that one. Yeah, and another funny thing... Oh, yeah, no. Th- at the start of the season, week eight, Sunday night football. Wow, that looks like it's going to be a good game. I wonder how much Josh Allen is just going to fuck the Packers now. <laughs> well, did you see the line? Yeah, it's like 14 or something. Ten and a half. Ten and a half, yeah, okay. But double it's digits. The, it's the first time ever in Rogers' career that he's a double-digit underdog. This is insane. And then you got the Battle of Ohio as well um, on yeah, Monday night. Yeah, the Battle of Ohio, yeah. That's going to be a good game as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that wraps up the NFL talk, and that wraps up me. Hey, uh, Aiden Rourke, named starting quarterback for us. Um, for the playoff game. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, I did. He also was named to start uh, for at least a quarter on Friday. He's officially back, baby. Yeah. So, uh, BC and Lions I are winning. Am looking, yeah, and I am looking at ticket prices right now. It looks like uh, if I sign up and do like this weird thing, I can get tickets for like 30 bucks <laughs> for a playoff game. So I might do that. I know me, my dad, and Duncan are most likely going to the game. If you want to come November 6th, just let me know. I'll buy the tickets. Just send me some money. Uh, Post Malone's that night. I'm going to Post Malone. I mean, you can go to the Lions game and Post Malone. At the same time. Yeah, Dude, the, the game's at 1.30. Oh, it is? Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Let, okay. let me know. But that's that's me. Uh, All right. I do have um, to run off. <laughs> sounds good. I, uh, Hayden underscore Barton on Twitter and Instagram. You can oh follow my God, me you're, you're just on so good. Instagram at Jevin.Lafave, Twitter at JevinLafave. Find the show at LeftSideHeavy underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Subscribe, like, rate on all platforms that you get the show. Helps a lot. That's episode 128, and we'll see you next week for 129 and 130. Beauty, uh, baby. Have a good week, everybody. Peace.